Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussion. Today I have my buddy Dakota. How are you? Good. How are you, Jerry? I'm doing good, doing good, doing good. I'm running on three hours of sleep, though. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about the Music Cares event. And so last night, you know, whether when the bands were, uh, and the, you know, doing a concert or, you know, special events like last night, I post updates on on Twitter. And so I started to post updates from, you know, seven o'clock last night all the way to three o'clock in the morning. And so then I got three hours of sleep and woke back up and did a few more updates. And so I'm running on three hours of sleep. So forgive me for anyone that's listening. You know, I may not make perfect sense today, but I wanted to get an episode uh, of this in because, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the Music Cares event. And I was just so happy as a fan to see my favorite singer get honored and seeing him so happy last night. And this is the first time that we've seen the band together since May of 2022, the very first band performance since, you know, almost two years ago. So, it, you know, as us fans, and we're going to get into this here in just a few minutes, um, as fans, you know, we wanted to be able to see this. And thankfully, with social media, we were able to. And we'll, we'll get into that here momentarily. So anyway, Music Cares is an association um, that started, I think, early 90s, and they raised money to help with you know struggling musicians and you know different various things in the music industry and so every year they host a vet they, they announce someone who's you know person of the year they usually do it right around the Gram grammy week um and so this year john bon jovi was person of the year so the event was held last night the announcement i think came back in what october november if i remember correctly uh yeah. and Paul mccartney who was person of the year last year and we all know that Sir Paul McCartney is something, someone that John looks up to tremendously. Uh, so he did a video and introduced John as person of the year. And so ever since October, you, me, and so many other fans like find ways to figure out how we can watch this live. And unfortunately, we weren't able to because they don't televise it. They don't live stream it. So fans like you and me were just were shut out from it. And most people that are, are able to go are, you know, millionaires or famous people because like tables, I think, were like $200,000 per table. Yeah, even the back ones are like 70000 Yeah, so that, there's like no chance in hell that you <laughs> yeah, would no. be able to go to that. And um, so, and I know like myself included, a lot of us were complaining online that we wanted to see this, you know, and I, I hated that music. And I understand Music Cares is trying to promote it. But like it drove me nuts every single day. Every single day, music cares would post an update. Oh, so and so is performing. So and so is going to be here. Or don't miss out on John Bon Jovi being person of the year. Well, we are going to miss out. What, what do you mean by don't miss out? We are missing out. You know, we can't watch. We can't. There's no way we could even. You know, the only way that we could see is social media updates. And so what I was suggesting, what a lot of other fans were suggesting too, let us pay for a live stream. Exactly. Bon Jovi fandom is just huge. There's so many of us diehards that would watch this. So why don't you charge $20, $30? Kind of like what Kiss did for the, their final show for the pay-per-view event. You pay 50 bucks or whatever, and that money goes to the charity, and we're able to watch the live stream. Now, I know they have to hire a crew to do it, but that's that's affordable. You know, and you can write it off you know, for taxes. And it would have been great if they would have let fans be able to purchase a live stream so we could have been included because it's a huge night for john it's a huge night for the band you know for the artists 
And it's also a big thing for the fans to see their favorite singer, favorite band. You know, well, John's being person of the year. You know, it, it meant a lot to us too, you know. But thankfully, it's not 1990. It's 2024. So, you know, social media exists. So we were able to see updates as they came in. And and like I said, I, I worked endlessly last night posting updates. And I know there's other fans that did, that did the same, fan accounts did, that did the, the same. So we were all able to enjoy this together where we were able to see the new song which we'll get into performances photos all that stuff um so before i get into more of this stuff what was do you have anything that you wanted to add to what i just said i know no, I, I, i'm in a storm i'm sorry <laughs> i i was i was thinking the same exact thing as you like i get that it's a charity event and like they probably weren't live streaming it because they wanted to get people to go to the event but yeah. at the same time if you charge 20 30 bucks uh device to live stream it they could have doubled their money honestly they would have had a they would have had people from brazil watching people from europe watching they would have had people everywhere watching yeah. and i feel like it's kind of a missed opportunity for them and then also you're right they were advertising it for you yeah. not i mean they were posting like four second clips which it was like it was hard the better clips were the people at the concert who were recording it you know exactly and i was kind of worried that they were going to say you you can't you can't film you can't do it and i don't think they had any restrictions so it was nice that you know we'll get into it like when the band performed the the, the new song it was on facebook twitter it's everywhere within minutes so that was yeah. kind of cool um let's get into uh the big one richie you know, I, I want to say this as much as I want it to happen. I want Richie to come back. I want there to be a reunion. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to happen. And at this point, it's beating a dead horse. Like, I'm kind of over hearing about it now. Like, there's always a rumor. Oh, and a few media outlets will report, oh, yeah, Richie's going to be performing with the band. Richie's doing this and blah, blah, blah. And like, there's like no confirmation from music cares bon jovi john richie nothing and so it was all rumors and they weren't really really from credible sources and i know like a lot of fans like you and me and millions of others were hoping for the same thing um so long story short here here richie didn't go and people magazine just put out a article from a source not from richie himself from a source that richie's mom um tripped and she's 89 and i guess she broke her hip and so if he was planning to go that's why he didn't go but truth be told i don't think he was going to be there anyway i definitely do not think he was going to be rehearsing with the band you know obviously there's probably things that i don't know that you don't know other fans don't know maybe there was an intention for him to perform whatever but my gut feeling i i don't think so um and so, and I'm okay with that because I re last night wouldn't have been the perfect way for it because A, it's John's night to shine. You know, everyone else were taking a back seat, including the band. It was John's night to shine. And I think with Richie performing with them or doing any kind of anything to be there, I think that would have really taken away from John's special night. So, and, and then on the other hand, uh, secondly, it's not the perfect way to announce Richie Richie being back or anything like that because it's a closed, you know, quote unquote, closed 
it's not televised, it's not live stream, so it's not really going to, you know, I, I don't know. I just, in a way, I'm kind of kind of glad it didn't happen because I don't think it would have been the perfect night for it. Yeah, no, it wasn't the right time. Yeah, I'm just, I love Richie and I support him with his solo work. I, I just, I think the whole reunion thing, it's like beating a dead horse now. It's It's been 11 years, so. Yeah, it, it's not, and I don't want to get into that. It's just, it's not happening, you know. I think best case, he might, like, make an appearance on the next tour or even it would yeah. be cool, like, if he does, like, a big concert with them. But I think you're right. This, it would have taken away from what the whole event was all about. Exactly. So let's get into the red carpet event. So Sirius XM, they started to do, um, on, on Bon Jovi Radio, they did a special, excuse me, a, a red carpet event um, where, you know, the artists would come and they would interview the artist. So as we know from different events, you know, you have a rope and behind the rope are media outlets like People Magazine, Billboard, Access, TMZ, and, and so on. And uh, the artists would go down the line, take photos, and then also go up to interviewers and, you know, take a minute to answer questions. And so the Sirius XM thing that on Bon Jovi Radio, Tommy London was the host. And he would go up to different artists. And what I really liked about that was every single artist that John had chose to be there, they were thrilled to be there. They were honored. And every single artist would say how Bon Jovi, you know, and we'll get into the artists here in a second, but these artists are just huge. And they said that, you know, Bon Jovi had such a huge impact in their life, especially music career. And um, another interesting thing that I thought was really cool, John picked the song for every single artist. And, and these some of these artists would say, well, I, I was surprised he picked this song for me, but then they're like, it makes sense though, because it's in my vocal range and it kind of shows you how music genius a, a genius John is. Um, sorry, but I'm just so tired here. Uh, it shows you how much of a musical genius that John is that he can say, okay, you're the perfect one to sing this song. You're perfect for this song. And we'll get into the performances later, but looking at the performances, it was the perfect song for each of these artists. And it was just so cool to see the impact that Bon Jovi had on these artists. Um, what did you, we'll get into the Bon Jovi interviews here in a second, but what did, what did you think of the artist interviews? I thought it was really interesting. Like, like you said, they all um, were very honored to be there. One person in particular who, I don't know if he was interviewed on the radio for I saw it somewhere else, but Jelly Roll. Yeah. It's like so excited to be there. And it was also like, you could just tell how honored all of them were and like how genuine they wanted to be there. And it was interesting because it wasn't only old artists. It wasn't only new artists. Like they had everybody from Paul McCartney to like Sabrina Carpenter, who, I mean, I just feel like when you have that wide of a spectrum of people, artists from the sixties to artists of like right now, who are some of the most famous artists right now, it's really, shows how his music brought everybody together kind of yeah exactly and i thought the band was going to be was coming in later but they actually showed right at the beginning and and i can see why because you know you you have to get through press and you know john's the star of the night and so and i can see why they, what's that phil, phil wasn't there at the beginning yeah and i was going to get into that here in just a second um and so i can see why that they all came at the beginning 
And, you know, they did a lot of interviews and stuff, which we'll get into in a second. But yeah, like you said, Phil wasn't there. And I think he'd, he'd probably just run in late, especially because they were there right at the beginning of the red carpet interviews. And so Phil wasn't in any of the photos. You know, you just saw Everett and Shanks and David and, and you know, the rest of the band, Tico. Um, and then everyone was like, well, where's Phil? Where's Phil? Where's Phil? And like, he's running late, you know, because he was at the performance, obviously. So, um, but I really did like the interviews, you know, because we got to learn a lot of, of what's coming. So kind of like an overview for people. Um, John talked about the album quite a bit, that it's finished and uh, he's really proud of it. It's They've been working hard on it to get it out very soon. Um, no album title yet. Um, he was asked about a tour. Uh, he said it's just a matter of when and where. Um, so who knows when we'll get tour dates. Um there's a new song that he wrote. So all three of his kids are getting married, Stephanie, Jake, and Jesse. He wrote a song for Stephanie called um, Kiss the Bride. And John says that he's going to um, perform it, hopefully, uh, at her wedding. And it's going to be like the wedding song of the next 100 years, which I love that term, next 100 years, because as you know, is a Bon Jovi song. Yeah. And the same album, Crush, is I Got the Girl, which is written for Stephanie as well. Um, so I'm actually, you know me, I'm a sucker for romantic song, or not romantic, but yeah, romantic songs or ballads and stuff, you know. And obviously this is a song from a dad to his daughter for for a wedding, so. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and I also love the band. And there was an interview, John was off doing another interview, and they, uh, someone entered, I think it was Billboard, interviewed david and tico and then hugh everett and shanks were there too they really didn't say much but they talked about the documentary and i guess it's going to be four episodes and it, it totals into five hours and they were really happy with it and i guess they said even the diehards and you know me there, there's like yeah. a that no I if there's really something know. you don't know that's pretty good. yeah that, that's what i thought to myself too you know, like, because I'm like a Bon Jovi encyclopedia. And, and there probably will be stuff that I, I don't know. And I'm excited to um, hear it. But they said, you know, even the diehards are going to be stuff that they've never heard and and, and so on. So I, that was kind of interesting. I liked how um, David, when they were talking about it, I think David said it. He was like, we watched the first part and he's like, I want to know what happens next. And I was in the band. <laughs> yeah, that was And David's hilarious, too, because they also... Um, she she asks um david you know so you know what's what's what does the future look like for bon jovi and, and uh david goes you know as bon jovi says we're halfway there yeah. we, we got another 40 years and then we'll we'll reevaluate or something then you know that, that, was, that was nice to hear like it seems like they have a lot of hope now for the future yeah well that, that kind of gives me gives a lot of us hope because a lot of us were kind of questioning, you know, the documentary title, thank you. Good night, which is something that John says at the end of his show night, but like that could also mean like a finale. So a lot of us were worried, is this the last year for the band? And so that kind of, that comment revitalized a lot of our thoughts. And so this isn't going to be the last year for the band, thankfully, you know, um, another thing I wanted to talk about was, um, John, when he was doing photos, so he brought Dorothea and Stephanie on the red carpet. I don't know if the rest of the family were there. There are a lot of John's guests didn't do the red carpet. They just kind of went into the event. But Stephanie and Dorothea was with them on the on the red carpet. And what I loved about Dorothea, she was wearing oh. a necklace with saying goat, greatest of all time. Yeah. And I thought that was just 
awesome. You know, John and Dorothy, they have such a great relationship with each other. And I love that, you know, like she she has that kind of sense of humor. I thought that was awesome, you know? It made it not feel like a regular, just another event they were going to. It felt like all, not only John, like the band, all the people there, his family, everybody. It was almost like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame again, I feel like. I, I felt the same too. I felt, you know, it was very celebratory and yeah, I, 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 I thought the same. Um, before we get into the actual event, was there anything that you wanted to say about the red carpet? Anything that we missed or you wanted to add? Um, I don't think so. I just think, yeah, the, all the interviews were great. I know one of the, um, one of the interviews also talked about um, Jake and Millie and their wedding. And they asked oh, yeah. a couple questions about that. And I know he said, because I know in an earlier interview, Millie Bobby Brown said something about she would never ask him to perform at their wedding. She wants to give him a break that day. But then they asked him that in this interview. And he said, of course I will. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's get into the event. Um, so I, I was just going to, so this is like a three hours event you know from the beginning of the show to the end and i thought bon jovi would perform at the end and and a lot of us have been wondering okay john has invited all these artists to sing their you know bon jovi songs and so i figured okay these artists are going to pick hits which most of them did um and so i was like you know it's, it'd be kind of weird for bon jovi to have all these artists sing their songs and at the end of the night play those songs again yeah. and so they did it different so and I'm kind of glad. I'm I'm kind of glad Bon Jovi just didn't do hits. Um, so what they did is they actually started the show performing. Uh, they were introduced, and then they actually went into the brand new. Which we're going to talk about the song here momentarily. Um, but they opened up their brand new song, Legendary, the the premiere of it, the first time we've heard it live, and uh, and then they go into Who Says You Can't Go Home with Bruce Springsteen, and. Um, Promised Land, which is the cover of Bruce Springsteen. He plays it with John. And I just want to add a quick note. Bruce Springsteen, his mom just died two days ago. And I applaud him. I respect him. And I also give him my sympathies. It, it, it's incredible. And it shows you how much he cared about John, that even though he's going through a loss of his mom, he still came for John and still performed, still showed up for him. You know, that was just incredible, you know, and, and I, you know, I would have understood. I'm sure John would have understood, you know, if he couldn't make it. But, you know, that, that kind of shows you the person that Bruce is, you know. Well, I know I, I'm a pretty big Bruce fan and I know I saw a, con a video of a concert a couple of years ago where he called his mom on stage and they, they danced together. Aww. And I just know his mom was she was 99, I know, and they were like very, very close. And yeah. I, I just first of all, I thought in John's interview or in his speech when he um, said how he was getting ready, he when he first heard about it, he was going to call Bruce and basically be like, if you can't make it, I understand. And he was on the plane to come. But then yeah. also, I don't want to get into it too much. But when they were singing, who says you can't go home? I, I think Bruce looked pretty emotional when he was singing it, because I think yeah. that's all kind of resonated with him at that time. Yeah, but you know, you, you know, and, and rightfully so, respectfully, you can tell, like, because Bruce didn't even do the red carpet, which I think was good because he would have been bombarded. You know, you know how the media yes. is. They ask these stupid questions. 
it would have brought up his mom. And that's just not the right place for it. So I can see why Bruce didn't do the red carpet. And you, you could, yeah, and you could tell Bruce was having a hard time with it. And I'm just really, really glad that Bruce still showed up, you know. But like I said, anyone would have understood. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll get into legendary in just a second. But I thought who's I, I was surprised who says didn't go to any of the art, other artists. And I'm surprised that they kind of performed that. Um, maybe well, just to kind of show, you know, the New Jersey roots kind of, especially with like having Bruce there and then doing who says you can't go home. Um, yeah. Two things went into my mind about that song. So sure. first I kind of thought Shania Twain was going to get it just because it's a country song or like a country yeah. popier song. So I thought that, I, I don't know. That was what I first thought, like, weeks ago but then um i i remember they sang that song with bruce for another charity event like 10 years ago oh yeah uh, hurricane Sandy yeah really so i wonder if that had anything to do with it like they were like okay we both know the song we performed it well together yeah yeah that's true and before we get into the new song i also want to add that this is the first time that we've seen the band perform since May of 2022 when they did a private Nashville event. And so a lot of people, and, and look, John will always be my favorite singer. I still think he's, he's great. Um, you know, we won't get into that, but you know, he's my favorite singer. And so a lot of people were kind of wondering, okay, how is his performance going to go? I know. And I was just so happy. I was impressed. I was just so happy. You, you could tell how happy John was to be on stage again. You know, it was so great to see the the white mic stand, the Takamini, the, you know, Tico's drum set, you know, just to kind of see all the band's gear again on stage. And then just seeing the band together, seeing John happy to perform again, you could just tell he was excited. And, um, he sounded great. The band sounded great. Obviously, they've been rehearsing all week in L.A. Um, let's get into the new song. Um, yeah. Obviously, people that are listening, I did an episode late last night after the song premiered. Um, so I kind of go more into detail um, with it uh, in that episode. I'll still go into detail a little bit, but I won't go as much detail as I did in the other episode. I absolutely love the new song. And I'm not just saying that because they're my favorite band, blah, blah, blah. But it, it, A, it feels so good to hear new music. And B, I was really impressed with it because, you know, we heard about the new title of the song, Legendary, because people were posting about it the other day because they were at rehearsals with the band and they, they were talking about new song, Legendary, is coming out as a single next month to, to promote the new album. And we were all wondering, okay, are they going to perform it? To last night and they did and i i thought okay maybe this might be a song that's about 40 years and, and maybe it still could be but my takeaway of the whole song i think it's about a it's about you know it's about being proud of who you are and saying this is who i've grown into this is who i am i'm not ashamed and this is my life you know kind of just being happy with your life um before we get get into detail about the song what did you think of it I really liked it. I, I know it's kind of hard to tell exactly how it's going to sound on the record just because, you know, it's an iPhone recording and like everything's balanced differently. But I think, first of all, I thought it was catchy. Like it was stuck in my head 
the whole I, I mean I told you earlier I was with my friends last night and they thought I was crazy that I kept checking Twitter and stuff for updates so I'm like I gotta hear how they sound now and I mean they delivered with that song I thought yep. the beginning with the woes that was a really yeah good so I know they've been doing that a lot lately but I think it's cool it yeah, makes it like I like it it, it makes it catchy, but it still allows them to keep like the rock part of it. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I'll say, he was playing, he just seemed so confident on it. Like he was playing the guitar very confidently, even on the high. Yeah, yeah. Cause I know on the last tour, there were some times in the high parts. And I mean, when I'm playing guitar, I do this too. So no criticism from me, but like, I know sometimes when you're singing the high parts of songs, it's hard to play the guitar at the same time. So like some of the high parts, he was kind of taking a break on the guitar. Yeah. But if anything, he was playing the guitar harder on the high parts. And I thought yep. it was just so it really feels like he was passionate about the night. And I feel like, I don't know, it felt like he was in like the right place with his music. Yeah. Yeah. You said and I was going to say the same thing. You know, the way he was playing, he had a lot of confidence and you're just happy to perform the new song. And you you bring up the, the woes in the beginning. I love that. And it's really heavy. David Bryan vocals there, which I absolutely love. And you, Phil X is also singing in the background, I think, and I think Everett is as well. And I, yeah. I love that. You know, it starts out with that piano intro and then the the strong woes. And then John sounded really good on the song. I also love the drum drive, you know, like it's a steady drum drive in the intro and verses. And then when you get to the chorus, it's more of like the roller coaster chorus, right? You know, boom, 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 you know. And, and I, I just thought that was, I love how it picks up. And, you know, it, you know, like listening to it so many times now, I'm starting to drive my wife nuts with it. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like it's like a combination of roller coaster um when we were us nostalgia um and then a little bit of the any other day rhythm you know that that's what i hear i know some of the people were saying just older i'm not getting just i older. heard that a little bit just the only reason is because the chorus it has the same style where it's a little lower of a verse and then the chorus goes into that high part but also mm -hmm. i feel like i don't know i feel like not the song style but the message almost felt like a newer more updated version of it's my life like it's like how they i i don't know like but it just feels like that this they've they're they're kind of saying they've grown into this new band almost i feel like a little bit yeah that that's a good way of looking at it too yeah um my, my favorite part is the chorus and i i, I want to repeat the lines because i think it's such good songwriting good poetry and it's so fun to sing along to like i can't wait to see the song live and sing along to it and Thank I you for looking at the lyrics. That was cool to yeah, see. I think I figured 95, because the audio, you can only decipher it so much. So I I think I got most of it. So that, that got what I want because I got what I need. Got a fistful of prayers and stand up to stand up and believe. Where I am is where I want to be. Friday night comes like a song. Sweet Caroline as we all sing along. Got my brown eyed girl because she believes in me. And I, I love the way that if the music fades out and then he sings legendary and then the music comes back in. I just like the best part of that song is the chorus. I just, I love singing along to it. And it's one of those songs like, you know, some songs that it takes a while to, re like, to remember the lyrics. I could probably sing this whole song now because I've li only listened to 200 times, but 
Um, I I love it. I love the chorus. No, I I because I know we were all talking on Twitter. I saw before everybody was saying, "Is he going to play the new song? Is he going to play?" And it was back and forth. I yeah. know people were saying like maybe because like kind of like the rocker hall thing when they did when we were us but then at the same time maybe it's not like a big enough audience for them to try it out on or maybe it's not televised so they don't want to try it out but i'm happy they ended up doing it because i think it gave it something different like if they started with living on a prayer that that would have been generic this was something different yeah exactly and you know one one thing i want to add lastly in this is the guitar solo. So there's people that were, and I, I I don't judge anyone's opinion. You know, we all are allowed to have our opinions and things and blah blah blah. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people want a guitar solo, and I respect that. Me personally, I don't think there, there's songs that need a guitar solo. There's songs that need just a little bit of a touch of a guitar solo, and then there's songs that don't need a guitar solo. This is one of those songs that you don't need a solo on at all. You know, I think it's just perfect the way that it, it was. And maybe they will add a solo to the album and who who knows. But I, I, I think this was a, one of those songs that you didn't need one, though. No, yeah, I agree. It, yeah. It, I mean, I I think the song was very strong, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like their new album. I know people were worried that it wasn't going to be like a like a rock album. And I, I think it after seeing the song you could see that it's going to be a rock album yeah i i can't wait for it was there anything else that you wanted to say about the song before we move on i think i think we pretty much covered it yeah there's nothing more to say uh (laughs) let's get into john's speech real quick so it it was you know i think like a five minute speech uh you know obviously he just he talked about his philanthropy um and then but two two big things I want to put in real quick, Bruce, you know, I know we already touched on Bruce, you know, but he acknowledged Bruce Springsteen's mom and, and everything. And then um, he also brings up his first guitar. So I know you and I, we've been on their virtual bond backstage of the Bon Jovi virtual museum, yeah. and they have a picture of John's first guitar and then he sold it. And then there's a video on the, on the backstage where um, John finally found the guitar a couple months ago bought the guitar back and um has it and so that he's really happy he has it back and so he talked about it during the speech and he said he wrote a new song on this guitar and uh so that was kind of cool he brought that up uh at the uh, the event i think it's cool too like he said the person he sold it to is the person he bought it from and it's kind yep. of amazing that that person still had yeah. his guitar just sitting there he said it basically was like unplayed he saw his his own marks from his hand that from when he yeah. used it still in it so i mean can you imagine buying that guitar from john at before he made it big and you you've got to know that okay this guitar is from john bon jovi so either you keep it or you sell it for a really high value because that's john's very first guitar well the thing yeah. is even he sold it pretty early off that it might have even gone like thrown away if someone yeah. never played it so it's exactly it's that he found it. Yeah, I wonder how much he bought it for. If I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah, I think I think he sold it for like a hundred bucks, if I remember yeah. correctly. I, but the thing is, too, is like he's John Bon Jovi, so like him just wanted back. You know, I'm sure he'd probably you know get a photo and autograph or or whatever, and you know get the guitar back. Who knows? But I, I was it's 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 awesome to see him so happy with that new guitar. You know, or that yeah. 
that guitar back. Um, let's get into the artist. So we'll just kind of do like an overview. You know, if you have anything you want to add, go ahead. Um, but I'll just say what song each artist did, and we'll go from there. Um, Brandy Clark did Memory. Melissa Etheridge did Blaze of Glory. Goo Goo Dolls did This House Is Not For Sale. Sammy Hagar and Orianti did Bad Name. Jason Isabel did Wanted. Jelly Roll did Bad Medicine. Marcus <coughs> King did Born To Be My Baby. I forget which one Lork and Paul, they collaborated with some, with another artist. I can't remember who they did a song with. Yeah, I I don't think I even, I don't think they posted any videos for that one. Yeah. Um, Mammoth did Have a Nice Day. Pat Monahan did It's My Life. Bruce obviously did um, Who Says and Promised Land with, John, with the band. Shania Twain did Better of Roses. Warren Treaty did I'll Be There For You. Uh, Lainey Wilson did We Weren't Born to Follow. Uh, presenters were Gail King, Lenny, and Kylie. And then Jim Gaffigan was the host. And before we get into the artist, I wanted to touch on Jim Gaffigan real quick. That was so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was hilarious. You know, because Jim Gaffigan, he's a good comedian. And so, obviously, you know what I'm talking about here. For people who don't, that are listening, they had a picture of John from the 80s. Uh, you know, when, you know, the heartthrob that he was in the eighties, um, you know, wearing a, you know, cut off Jack Daniels t-shirt and short, essentially short booty shorts, you know, um, and then that, it was a beach style picture. So Jim Gaffigan comes out, you know, wearing a cut off Jack Daniels shirt, booty shorts and a cowboy boots, you know, trying to replicate that image. And my wife actually showed me that that video this morning when I woke up and I laughed so hard. I, it was hilarious, you know? And then he was telling Robert Kraft to stop looking because they're both <laughs> that was, it was just so funny. <laughs> yeah. So that was, you know, that was a great way to kind of start the show. Um, let's get into, I don't really have too much to say, um, but I'll kind of just, you know, you want to make memories my fit. So music cares so everything that was post that's been posted online, you know, from fans, me, you know, everybody was pretty much everything Bon Jovi did. There isn't really a lot of footage out there with these artists performing. And if there is, it's from Music Cares who posted like a five second clip. Yeah. Um, I expected a little more than five seconds. <laughs> I know. And so um, my favorite song is You Want to Make a Memory. So I was kind of looking forward to hearing Brandy Clark. I still haven't heard it yet. So I'm waiting. Um, I'm I surprised. Pat Monahan did a really good job with "It's My Life." Oh, absolutely! I thought that, was, and you know, we kind of go back to what we said a little bit ago, when John, excuse me, when when John picked these songs for all these different artists, and he was right. I mean, these songs really fit their vocal um, range. Yeah, range. That's it. Running <laughs> on three hours of sleep. <laughs> um. Goo Goo Dolls did this house is not for sale. I was, I was not expecting Goo Goo Dolls to do that. I thought they would have done something like early on or something, but they really did a good job on that. Um, Sammy Hagar and Orianti did bad name. Now I love Orianti. She's a phenomenal singer, guitar player. And obviously we know her history with Richie, you know, the yeah. relationship, they did an album together, they performed together. And so it was kind of like, a little strange to see her play bad name 
you know, because she's done that with Richie so many years, and now she's presented to John. But her and Sammy did a really good job on Bad Name. Um, Jason Isbell, I just discovered him yesterday. He's he's really good. Uh, he did Wanted. My favorite performance was uh, uh, Bad Medicine, which Jelly Roll did that. And I've never heard of Jelly Roll before. Like, I've heard of people talking about him and praising him. And listening to his interview last night, he's got, like, a really good head on his shoulders. And he's a really good singer. And I, I love the way that he did Bad Medicine. I thought that was phenomenal. Um, he's a cool guy, too, because he's, like, he's not the youngest guy, but he's, like, what – he's a new musician and yeah, he had like a lot of hardships growing up, but he, yep. and I think you could tell how much of an honor it was just for him to be able to be with Bon Jovi. And I know he posted yeah. something being with Shania Twain. And like, I think that was like almost like a dream for him. So that was kind of nice. Oh, to see. Absolutely. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to add, and then I'll let you, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking to storm. Um, no, I was good. really, impressed with war and treaty they did i'll be there for you yes and i was excited so there was piano guitar and then they sang and uh the gentleman he hit the high note right after the bridge going into the final chorus that scream he did it and i was like wow like that was incredible i i was really impressed with that um what was your favorite performance um well, I know we haven't even talked about this one yet, but at the end, I thought Living on a Prayer was... Like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. I know. We'll get into, but, yeah. Um, I thought It's My Life is probably my overall, even though it changes a lot, probably my favorite Bon Jovi song, just because that's the one that yeah. got me into Bon Jovi, really. Yeah. But And then Pat, Pat Monaghan, I think, is such a great singer. So, like, just bringing those two together, that was cool for me to see. I mean, I know we didn't get to see a ton of the full footages of anything. I know. Um, Promised Land, I thought was really cool. I, I I really liked how Bruce and John did those together. And then you're right, the Jelly Roll Bad Medicine. He was hitting the notes great. And oh, like, yeah. he just, he, see, it, he seemed to be one of the most confident people on the stage that night, I think. And I think that was cool to see. It shows like the passion he had for it and like it he made he 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 made it like he want he he showed that that was the song that he was passionate about yeah exactly everybody did a good job and it was so nice to see everyone happy to perform you know can can you imagine being the artist though and obviously you had the the talent to perform and all that but when you're performing in front of John himself, who's wrote these songs, who's performed these songs all these years, you're performing that song in front of him. Like, can you imagine the nerves that you probably have? Well, not only that, but the table right in front of you is just like John Bon Jovi in the middle, Paul McCartney on the left, and Bruce Springsteen on the right. Oh. And it's like if if one, if not even all of them, but if one of the one of those people was at least all of their idols, you know what I mean? Like at least one of those people that everyone in that room has looked up to at some point, because I mean, like, if you didn't look up to the Beatles, that's like every musician. And then John Bon Jovi is just so iconic. And of course, Bruce Springsteen. So, yeah, I mean, the nerves have got to be high when you're doing that. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. And, and uh, before we get to the end here, um, so I looked at the set. So, so someone posted the set list. 
always was in the middle of that set list and it said like in red tbd like to be determined and so i don't know if someone else was supposed to come and to perform all which i can't imagine john giving somebody always just because of the vocal strain it could do and you know it's, it's a really hard song to sing and i think john just respectfully didn't want to put that strain on anybody Yeah. And so, but always was on that set list. So I wonder who might have performed that. And it's just kind of odd that it was on there, but nothing came from it, you know? Um, so. Well, I was thinking, I was actually thinking this last night. I know on the last tour, they didn't do Better Roses or Always. And I, the other day when I was running, I was watching Rock and Rio. I think it was Yeah. a 2019 one. And I saw them singing Always. And I'm like, that's just like, it gives you goosebumps when they perform that song. Like, I really hope to see that song like one more time, just at Absolutely. some point. Yeah. And then let's, um, the finale. So um, everybody that performed and John, and, uh, the whole band of Bon Jovi too, uh, came on and they did Living on a Prayer. And it was so cool because you, you see how happy John is. And you, know, you have a whole row of all the musicians and John's just going down the whole row back and forth, singing different lines with everybody. And it's obviously, it's hard to hear John in some parts because everybody's singing but like john was sounding really good on prayer and you know that really that high note you know living on a prayer where he's screaming it before that guitar solo you could hear him and i was blown away i was like that is john bon jovi you know he sounded really good in different parts of the song that you could hear him on and it was just nice that he was like just acknowledging everybody singing to with them and just having a good time i i really enjoyed that Well, one part of the song that particularly, I know everybody was focusing on the high notes, like at the end, I or like the big note before the solo, I know he did that one pretty well. But one thing that stuck out to me was when he did the so tough part, like the lower one, like the so tough, that part, he, it, it sounded so clear and it just sounded like Bon Jovi tone. Like, I don't know. It, it's that, it was such a clear tone. That's the part I think you can honestly hear him best on. And He just sounded so confident. I loved how he was walking around. He wasn't, he wasn't having to focus on the vocals. You could tell he was genuinely just like part of the concert. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're just kind of take because you're with a lot of the everybody on that stage was so great. And you know, everyone's just having a good time singing that song. You know, it just I was I was impressed with with it and just happy to see everybody happy, having a good time. And you know, there, there's so much bad in the world anymore. And, and so it it's kind of great just to see musicians and you know their peers to each other and just coming together and having a good time, you know. It was cool when him and David for a second were on the same mic together singing. Oh, That yeah. was kind of cool to see too. Yeah. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to say about the event in general? Anything you wanted to, to add in or anything? Um, I don't think there's anything crazy. I, I will, I will say um, for who says you can't go home when they were playing, when they were singing that, I know it wasn't the best view on the camera, but when they showed it, when they were showing like the projector on the camera, I think Hollywood Reporter posted it. When he was saying that, and that's a matter of fact part, he was like shaking his head and he was getting so into it. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, Bon Jovi's back. <laughs> yeah yeah so you know this is a good step in you know what um bon jerry is going to be like you know this year and stuff and i'm, I'm excited for what's to come so Yeah, me too. anyway buddy thank you so much for taking the time to come on and, and chat with me about this and uh 
I appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This, this is great. <laughs> so stay on. I'm going to end the recording, but thank you, buddy. All right. Thank you. All right.